Hello and welcome to Chapel Chats. I'm your host and chaplain, the Reverend Dr. Hannah Adams Ingram. Today is one of our devotional episodes, which means we will reference the Christian Bible, and I might get a bit preachy, but everyone is welcome here regardless of your religious tradition. We'd still love to hear how you're making sense of these topics. Today, I want to center our devotional on one driving question. What do we owe each other? Anyone who's watched The Good Place will recognize this as a philosophical question raised by the character Chidi. He is drawing on the question as raised by T.M. Scanlon's theory of contractualism. The question posits an ethical system based on valuing human life and relationship. I'm a Christian theologian, not a philosopher, so if you really want to dig into the philosophy of it all, you're going to have to take a class with Dr. Nicole Dular in the philosophy department. So here's the question of the day. Once again, what do we owe each other? So cozy up to listen and reflect on your own thoughts. Whether you're wrapped in a blanket, walking around Grizz Park, or out driving, you are welcome in our Chapel Chats. Hi, I'm Jordan Johnson. I'm a leader for InterVarsity Christian Fellowship, and today I will be reading Matthew 22, verses 36 through 40. Teacher, which command in the law is the greatest? He said to him, Love the Lord your God with all your heart, with all your soul, and with all your mind. This is the greatest and most important command. The second is like it. Love your neighbor as yourself. All the law and the prophets depend on these two commands. Hi everyone, I'm Abby Davis and I'm the Vice President of InterVarsity Christian Fellowship and I will be reading 1 Corinthians chapter 13. If I speak in the tongues of men and of angels but have not love, I am a noisy gong or a clanging cymbal. And if I have prophetic powers and understand all mysteries and all knowledge, and if I have all faith so as to remove mountains, but have not love, I am nothing. If I give away all I have, and if I deliver up my body to be burned, but have not love, I gain nothing. Love is patient and kind. Love does not envy or boast. It is not arrogant or rude. It does not insist on its own ways. It is not irritable or resentful. It does not rejoice at wrongdoing but rejoices with truth. Love bears all things, believes all things, hopes all things, and endures all things. Love never ends. As for prophecies, they will pass away. As for tongues, they will cease. As for knowledge, it will pass away. For we know in part and we prophesy in part, but when the perfect comes, the partial will pass away. When I was a child, I spoke like a child. I thought like a child and I reasoned like a child. When I became a man, I gave up my childish ways. For now we see a mirror dimly, but then face to face, now I know in part, then I shall know fully, even as I have been fully known. So now faith, hope, and love abide. These three, but the greatest of these is love. Matthew 22, 
what do we owe each other? What captivates me in this question is how it stands in stark contrast to popular sayings and sentiments and culture right now. You do you. You got to take care of yourself. Or you don't owe so-and-so anything. And like with all contrasts or tensions, it's probably dangerous to go all in on one side or the other. So let's say we have a spectrum between focus all on the self and focus all on other people. If you focus all on yourself, the community will often suffer. And if you focus all on other people, the self suffers. We've seen this before in religion. Historically, there have been times that such a focus on taking care of others, for example, that caretakers struggle with their own well-being as they give, give, give. Or churches have encouraged people to stay in toxic situations or relationships on behalf of taking care of someone else over the self. So we remind people that who you are and taking care of yourself matters. But what happens if we fall too far on taking care of only the self? Let's look around for a minute. Here we are, just weeks after a hotly contested election, and nine months into a global pandemic that, as far as the numbers go, feels like it's getting worse. What do we owe each other? The scriptures we read today centered around love for others. Not a squishy sort of love, but a love in action. 1 Corinthians 13, often cited at weddings, describes what love looks like in practice. It's patient, kind, not self-seeking, not proud, not easily angered, not delighting in evil. Well, that part is quoted often. I especially like the passages before and after. If I speak in the tongues of men or of angels but do not have love, I'm only a resounding gong or clanging cymbal. In other words, I can say all of the right things, and if I'm not acting in love, I'm just noisy. The next verse says, I can possess all knowledge and have a faith that can move mountains. And still, if I do not act in love, I am nothing. That's not even a paraphrase. I am nothing without love. And even after the popular wedding passage, Paul writes that when I was a child, I reasoned like a child, and now that I'm a man, I put the ways of childhood behind me. He is speaking here of growth and learning. It's not that childhood is bad. It's just time limited. But when we are children, our worldviews are smaller. When we are grown, we must learn more and expand in the love that we have learned. So I ask again, what do we owe each other?
We paired this passage up with Jesus telling a crowd that the two greatest commandments are interlinked. Love God with all your heart, soul, and mind, and love your neighbor as yourself. In this passage, we see love in three different dimensions. Love for God, love for neighbor, and love for the self. What do we owe each other? I've got bad news for any first-time listeners. I'm probably not going to answer the question. The truth is, I'm not sure what we owe each other. My Christian tradition leads me to believe we owe each other love. But defining love itself is difficult. 1 Corinthians 13 helps, but not totally. It's not a clear map or rule book for all right action in an ethically complicated world. In fact, one of the lessons Chidi learned over the course of The Good Place is that life doesn't have easy answers, ever. And that sometimes we have to keep making the decisions we can, even without clarity. In fear and trembling, we make decisions that we hope honor God. But we're not always sure exactly what the most loving act would be. I believe we are guided by principles, like those we find in these passages, Principles that say my love for my neighbor is just as important as my love of God and self. Did you notice that? I can't love my neighbor as myself if I hate myself. That means self-love is a project that has to be tended to as well. Maybe we'll do that in another episode. But these principles tell me That my love, my love for others, can't put myself first all of the time. It does have to include community care. In these pandemic times, full of the hardest decisions about where to go or not go, what to do and not do, the question of what we owe each other has been especially difficult and critically important. I have skipped events or experiences I wanted to attend when I've had to decide I owe it to other people to stay in and stay safe. I owe it to those that I do see to minimize exposure to the virus the best I can so I decrease my own risk of spreading it. I owe it to students to plan ways to engage that don't put them and their loved ones at risk. In the election, I decided I owed it to people around me to consider their best interests and not just my own. And even that leads to different conclusions for people, right? What do we owe each other is a huge question. It's a spiritual question because it asks you to reflect on your place in the world. 
it's a theological question because some of it will answer some of us will answer it within the context of our own specific religious traditions. It's a Franklin College question because it asks you to examine what you're preparing for in the world. In fact, at graduation, when the president of the college confers upon you a degree from this institution, they will say that they are, quote, admitting you to all the rights, privileges, and responsibilities which throughout the world pertain to that degree, end quote. In other words, when we graduate you, we do so expecting you owe something. What? And to whom? Those are the questions. What do we owe each other? So today's devotional is this, a reading and a question, a question that we may not find easy answers to, but I hope we continue to wrestle with, a question that can pull us out of selfishness when we need it, and one that can actually pull us deeper into self-care when we need it. After all, caring for ourselves does, at times, serve the wider community by fortifying us for the work ahead of creating a more just world. All of this is muddy and cloudy, always. But may we continue to reflect, ponder, wrestle, debate, and talk this through with one another. I think we owe each other at least that. Amen. We want to remind you of the fun opportunity to get involved in the podcast. Chapel Chats producer Erica Irish is working on a segment where people in the community can, quote, ask me anything. If you have questions about faith, religion, life, moral dilemmas, really anything you want to ask me, consider submitting them for the podcast. You can email a question via writing or preferably via voice memo to chapelchatspod at gmail.com. That's right. Just open your phone, record a voice memo, and send it to us. And your question could be featured in the episode. Ask me anything on Chapel Chats. This episode was produced by Abigail Larkin, our guest producer for devotionals. The music is Blue Dot Session by Highride. The artwork is by Riley Jones. Please share this and other episodes with your friends.